food. He unlocked on SoCal Hockey. Uh, the goals lost last night, and I'm really sad about it. So I have someone to help cheer me up on today's Locked On SoCal Hockey, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, SoCal Hockey fans? Well, all the SoCal Hockey teams, they're they're done. Minor leagues anyway. The rain are out. The goals are now out. Yeah, everything sucks. Uh, but this show is brought to you by the Crosscheck Podcast, which you could find wherever podcasts can be found. And I'm joined, or rather, my name is Jason Hernandez. Hello there. And I have a special guest with me. Um, she is the Joey to my Pacey. It's Sarah Avampado. Sarah, how's it going? Um, the playoffs are fake, and I need people to stop lying that the playoffs are real because they're not. They're fake. Which playoffs? <laughs> all of them. All of them. They're all fake. Yes. I mean, we had this discussion in Tucson a couple weeks ago about how players don't want to be there for the AHL playoffs, but they didn't play like that last night, did they? Yeah, no, no, they uh, were there some shifts that maybe people weren't going 100 percent, probably, but that's hockey. Uh, But especially once that game got to overtime, which I'm sure that we will uh, cover. Yeah, those guys like even if they didn't want to be there, you can't they're still competitive. You can't take that out of them. They're still professional hockey players. Oh, yeah. Um, So as I alluded to yesterday, yes, I talked about the previous two games between the goals and the Condors. It was tied one to one. So it went to a deciding game three. Best of three seems short, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I guess at least they're trying to get it done and like out of the way. It's It feels a little bit like a between the people who wanted the thing and the people who did not want the thing. It really did. Um, So let's talk about what happened last night in Bakersfield at Mechanics Bank Arena. I'm still getting used to that name. I'm used to calling it Rainbow Bank Arena. But what happened was it turned into the Lucas Dossel show rather quickly. Or actually, not so much the first period. First period was slow. Shots were only 7-4. to four. All of Bakersfield's shots were from the point or from near the point. Even their chances that missed the net. I probably counted Corsi being like 15-10. to 10. And almost every shot attempt in that first period was from the point or from the blue line or outside home plate. Like you alluded to, both teams were just kind of feeling it out. They were just there, you know. Agazino scored his second of the playoffs and the goals had an early one nothing lead. At the end of one period, there was kind of this feeling. Hmm. The goals are looking good. They've only got four shots on goal and they're winning. So they're going to pick it up, right? That's what we thought was going to happen yeah about that yeah about that uh bakersfield decided they wanted to win and uh adam adam cracknell got kind of a sloppy goal on that one his first of the postseason so it was tied one to one for the longest time and kind of later in that second period is when things kind of took a turn because the fight was starting a little bit josh mahura got in there devin brousseau got in there they started kind of not fighting, but getting to the point where they were getting a little bit pissed. After that point was where both sides kind of said, oh, you want to go. We're going to fight to the death. That's where it really started, didn't it? Yeah, I feel there was definitely like a turning point in the game. And you, you could see both sides getting frustrated. And I mean, I guess it's like an onlooker who, you know, I had no skin in this game. Like it didn't matter to me 
I, I, there's not even players. So I'm like, oh, let me root for this guy. Um, you know, it, to, to see them still getting fired up in a game like this that means technically nothing was 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 fun to see. It made it into a fun competitive game because you didn't really know what you were going to get when when these games started to exist. <laughs> uh, but there was a big story emerging in that second period, and you know what the story is. So I'll let you for 20 seconds. How amazing was the kid in net for the goals? Listen, this kid had his work cut out for him. Um, <laughs> Lucas Dostal is a guy who, um, you know, the rain have had their problems with him. I can only imagine when he gets to the NHL uh, how, much, how many times the Kings are going to face him and he's just going to, you know, turn into a brick wall. Uh, but, you know, he, like a lot of AHL goalies, had to get used to playing behind a team that, like, didn't really help him out very much. And he made some bonkers saves in crucial moments of that game to keep it tied and to keep it, you know, from from losing in regulation and to get it to overtime. Um very impressed. I hate that I'm impressed with him because he's going to be a duck and I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. Yeah, there was one two on one that James Hamlin made where Dostal just completely flailed and got all of that one. I mean, this this kid is amazing. Uh, another player that I do want to talk about a little bit that you and I kind of alluded to and I did not talk enough about was Jack Bedini. And you're very familiar with him. So he played with Chicago with the Steel, correct? Yes. Yeah, he played there for a couple of seasons and was one of, if not the best player on that team uh, before he went to college. And uh, whenever he was drafted by the Ducks, I was like, man, come on, um, because I, I feel like the Ducks have actually drafted several uh, ex-Chicago Steel players, which is my home turf USHL team. And uh, every time I'm like, man, don't do this to me. But no, he he was really great in the USHL. And it's you know, I, I didn't get to see him very much when he played at Harvard. So getting to see him grow now into being a professional hockey player uh is it's a little bit of like oh i remember that kid when and uh, yeah he he obviously there's still polishing to do he's still very young um in 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 terms of his career and everything and you know would he maybe in a non covid world still have been playing in college instead of turning pro probably but you know that's a future problem to deal with i guess uh but you know fun player and Again, all these guys are just going to terrorize me and my team forever. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, um, there was a couple key plays he made in last night's game. Uh, one of them was in that second period where there was a desperation pass to get it to Jack Bedini, who was kind of not one-on-one, -on -one, but he was getting there. And he had the smart play to go around a defender. I think it was Lavoie. And then he drew the penalty on Yanni Caldas. So, I mean, that was just one of the many smart plays that he made. And having watched him in Harvard, he did play in Harvard and played out here in Irvine for a couple of games in that SoCal thing a couple years back. And I was impressed with him even back then, where he makes the intelligent play. Is he the most gifted player compared to Zygus Dreisel? Probably not. I mean, he's getting there. But as far as the hockey IQ, it is definitely there. I know it was there in Chicago. You've mentioned this mm -hmm. in the recent past, where his hockey yeah. IQ was bonkers. Yeah. which is why he did so well. And to see him make those kind of plays last night, like this kid has grown just in this year. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, yeah. he wasn't expected to be in the goals lineup. <laughs> Let's be right. honest. He didn't start yeah. the season in San Diego. He started the season, I think. Oh, was it Chicago where he started? Or no, he started. Um, um shoot, because he was in Harvard last year. Hmm. They were thinking of playing um, collegiately this year, and that didn't happen. Yeah, um, they they canceled their season. Yeah, but I know for a fact he did not start with the goals. He didn't get called up until. Maybe. Oh, he played with uh, he had fourteen games with the Tulsa Oilers. Tulsa, that's right. He started with Tulsa. Oh, that's right. I should have known that. I yeah. covered Tulsa for a hot minute there. <laughs> um, I think you have the stats right in front of you. So, what were his yes. stats in Tulsa? Uh, so in Tulsa, he got fourteen games, one goal, one assist. Wow, kind of it. Yeah, um, in, with the goals, twenty three games, just one assist, uh, three three playoff games, nothing. So the um, the goals which, must have seen. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say like, which is fine because he, you know, he's coming off of three years of college. Uh, you know, he when he was at the Steel, he was a very offensive player um, in terms in terms of generating offense, not you know the other meaning of the word. Um, but that's not necessarily his game, and so he's a guy who might be a good like third, fourth line grinder kind of player. And so he he's never going to put up a billion points, and that's okay. Like you need players who fill those roles and not everyone not everyone can be or should be Trevor Zegras let's put it that way <laughs> <laughs> but you do need grinders like that and that's exactly yeah. what Badini brought to this team the last three months of the season I mean I've been impressed with him as soon as I heard that players are coming back I said there could be some guys that might not last to the end of the season and Badini might not be one of them but seeing mm-hmm. how he progressed through the season I've liked what I've seen so I really hope to see more of him next season in San Diego to yeah. be that third, fourth line grinder. Um, we're well past the the ad break here. So we're going to talk for a hot minute about uh, Lucy. And if you want to talk to the fine folks about what Lucy is, I'll give it a Sure, pause. sure. So Lucy Nicotine is a company that's been founded by Caltech scientists. So, you know, right in our right in our universe Mm -hmm. and former smokers who are looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Uh, And so Lucy is delivering on that. Uh, They spent three years researching, developing before they came up with their product, which is you can choose between a gum and a lozenge. Uh, they both come in some pretty fun flavors, including cinnamon, cherry, ice, mint, uh, and they are fsa and hsa eligible so this is also a thing that you can go use your little fsa card to purchase uh, lucy now and the great thing is that it's convenient it's discreet so no matter where you're at if you are feeling like you have that craving you can go and pop in a piece of gum from lucy so it's the time it's 2021 it's time to move on from your cigarettes and get some lucy nicotine gum or lozenges And you can get a subscription. So if you're someone who wants to use this regularly, uh, then the product will come directly to your door each month. You can go to lucy.co, use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including the gum or the lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. And also, I have to give you this disclaimer. Warning, the product contains nicotine derived from tobacco and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on NHL. Hey, there we go. So, you know, there's something else that we have talked about in our times that we've talked, and you've made fun of this. 
when we had our little road trip, uh, you made fun of something on my car that I did actually order. Um, where my windshield wipers, they're kind of going a little bit. They're going flap, flap, flap. They're going flap, flap. Yeah. So I actually did yeah. order them. You know where I got them from? Did you go to rockauto.com? I did go to rockauto.com. You know what they have? They have all the parts your car will ever need. You know, they've been family owned and operated for over 20 years. It's quite a long time, isn't it? It is. It is. A lot. That's a lot of windshield wipers. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, in rainy Southern California. Oh, my goodness. Hey, it was rainy through the desert. But if you need any of those parts, use their user-friendly website to find the parts you need. Whether you have a Toyota or a Nissan or if you have an old-school Datsun truck. Yes, remember those from way back in the day? Then you can find those parts on rockauto.com. And in the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked On SoCal sent you. I don't know where this accent's coming from, but go to rockauto.com right now. And they have all the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. <laughs> I, You're not going to get me to sing. No. I can get Robbie to sing, but I cannot get you to sing. You did. One nope. day, one of these days. I Listen, get... I like cacod for you once, so you I I duck quacked. So that's all you get. You know, that was the one of my favorite moments ever on this podcast was when you surprise quacked and I had no idea what to say or what to do. It was surprising. It was kind of awesome. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> so we kind of did a little bit of a cliffhanger there because the folks are wondering, well, what the heck happened at the end of the game? Um Judging by the fact that I'm sad and Sarah's here to cheer me up. And Sarah, you're the best for <laughs> cheering me up. Well, no, she did watch the game uh, because she was curious and wanted to see about this Zegris kid and this Dreisel kid. And it ended up being the Lucas Dostal show. That's who you were most I've impressed endured, with. I've endured so much Trevor Zegris talk. And then he didn't even do anything like crazy in the game. But so... just remember this. I went to Tucson and saw... The Rain and the Roadrunners. Neither of which is a Ducks team. Fine. <laughs> guess you had to listen to me talk about Quentin Byfield. Fine. No, no, no. no I guess. Nothing wrong with that. I, I enjoy when you talk about Quentin Byfield. Because <laughs> he's a very good player. He's going to be a Duck killer one of these days. I already know it. You know it. I know it. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we had this penalty kill where... Dostal just went completely bonkers again. Where I said, hold on to your butts. He, the saves are mounting up. 30, 31, 32. With a minute 16 left, another one of those oh my god saves. That was the one where you you messaged me and you were like, holy crap. Yeah. That's all you said. Because how did he do that? How, how, did, he, how did he keep any of those out? Oh, the one at the end of the game was something that was something spectacular where it was another, not a two-on-one, but there was an open player to Dostal's left, and he just stuck that glove out, and we were all just speechless, like, oh my god, what did we, what did we watch? The, the lateral movement on this kid, I've talked about enough. <laughs> I mean, yes, he squandered some goals for the Condors, but the one with the minute and 16 left, I did post this on the LO underscore Duck's Twitter saying, I love you very much. Winky face. <laughs> That's a terrible pun. No, terrible it's, pun. it is not. It's a, great, it's a great pun. 
What's wrong with saying I love you very much? Nothing. Goalie pun. Fine. Goalie puns are the best. They really are. Also, I did not. I did not realize this was Dostal's first season playing in North America. Well, not even his first full season. Oh, let me mm-hmm. tell you, there's another Twitter account that I follow on my LO underscore Ducks account, and it is the Elvis Samtine account. He started his season out in Europe, was very impressive there. At the time he left, he was top three in goals allowed, save percentage wins. He was top three in all of those categories. So he was already impressive in Europe. Then he comes here and does more of the same. Like, I don't know what more I can say about Lucas Dostal. The picture when I post this up is going to be Lucas Dostal, one of the bajillion shots I got of him during the course of the weekend. Listen, I think in addition to people learning about Lucas Dostal, they also need to go Google the team that he played on in Finland, Ilves, I-L-V-E-S. Please go Google it. Please look at this team's logo. (laughs) Please tell me what the F it is. It's cool. It's monstrous. That's what makes it cool. It's like the Finnish cousin of the Bruins meth bear. (laughs) It's horrifying. The first time it like crossed my my Twitter feed because I I think the the Hurricanes had a couple prospects playing over there and I keep tabs on them for the AHL coverage I do. I was like, am I high? What is this? It's a very terrifying looking like. What what are you doing there? <laughs> Cat, lion, bear thing? It's got weird... It, I don't know. It's horrible. Please go look at this. Thank you. That's you, all I have to say about You don't make it that. even better. No. Okay. The team colors. The team colors are a very bright green and yellow, by the way. Which is reminiscent of if the Minnesota North Stars met the meth bears and made it monstrous. Oh, God. No, no. It looks cool. <laughs> oh, no, I, I know you no, have a look. Now I'm just imagining here. like Nordy, like whatever the heck a Nordy is. Hey, there are but worse only mascots. monstrous. This is horrible, <laughs> horrible. Says just you. wanted to talk about AHL hockey, and now I've got a nightmare monster bear thing. Okay, how about we talk about the goals instead? Their their mascots at least kind of cool. Hey, it's a it's a it's seagull. A, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember the word. I was yeah. like, it's a bird. It, it, it's a seagull, but they tell, but they try to tell him to say, stop it now. Oh, see, there's a reference there. So as the game went to overtime, I have to talk about this because this song gives me life. If you haven't already, look up the bad lip sync read of, of the Star Wars, and it says, seagulls, stop it now. It's a stupidly catchy song. They played it during the overtime intermission, and everyone's just laughing all around, saying, stop it now. I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) I want to, but I'm not. So it goes into overtime. Everyone starts to play serious. Even you said, man, they're they're going here. Yeah, and it's overtime. I mean, you better get up for overtime. Not just overtime. It's sudden death overtime. And it's also for the series. Whoever wins moves on. Whoever loses goes home. So right away, both teams were serious. San Diego had the majority of the puck control. They had more shot attempts. They had more high danger chances. Uh, There was one particularly with 
I, I think it was Zegris. There was a Zegris chance that got really in close that just missed. And another one with, I think it was Bryce Kendop or Letaria that got in there really close. But then end of the game, I'm just going to go to the end of the game because that's where things happened. With 12 and a half minutes left on kind of a broken play, uh, Theodore Lindstrom got it to Tyler Benson to Dostal's left. Benson shot it towards Dostal. A loose rebound, and I'm sad I got a picture of this the moment it happened. Benson shot it. Dostal tried to save it. He tried to cover up the puck with his glove, but it was just in front of him by a couple of inches, so he missed it. Drysdale could not clear it out. So, you know, the, the, the loose puck went right to Brad Malone, and Dostal trying his best to lunge to his right to get a stick save, and couldn't do it. Brad Malone scored the game-winning goal for the Bakersfield Condors. The Condors win 2-1. to one, And the season is over for the San Diego goals. Both times they lost were both in overtime. That is a pretty heartbreaking way to lose a series, isn't it? There's an Edmonton Oilers joke in here somewhere. Oh, we're going to get to that. We Oh, we are going to get to that. Definitely. But we'll finish with our thoughts on this series. I mean, it was it was a hard-fought series. Once it got down to overtimes and once it got down to it, both teams really did try despite, you know, not getting paid and all that stuff and, you know, like the 8 votes, 7 votes whatnot. They played their butts off during this series in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell it meant something even though it doesn't mean anything. Like I said, they're still competitive guys. They're not going to just like you know, wander off and turn it into preseason hockey and you know it it was for a game that doesn't really mean anything was fun to watch because yeah you had a goaltender standing on his head while his team was struggling to gain any momentum and the heartbreak of an overtime loss is just always I know astounding see I like that you did watch it with me because you even said like holy crap on a couple of his saves like what what the heck was that you're going to tell the Kings fans that I said a nice thing about a duck person. Well, no, the, the thing is, they were spectacular saves. Like, even the Kings fans would be like, dang, we got to watch this kid. So we're just telling Sounds them what's, what's in store. Uh, by the way, a little bit of insider that I know I've mentioned to you. Um, so there were a ton of scouts there. There was a bunch of scouts wanting to see Zegers and Drysdale, and rightfully so. After the game, they were all singing Dostal's praises. A couple of them even saying, so what What can we do to get this kid? <laughs> like, like, how can we get him in our pipeline? And I, right, won't, I, deal. I will not mention which people said this. I will not mention which teams were saying this. But after watching that performance, he's on notice. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I've already seen people talking about, like, is it time to start shopping John Gibson to make room for, for Dostal soon? And I mean, you know, you know, your team better than I, 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 I knew enough about the ducks to maybe, maybe not host locked on ducks exactly once in my life. No, no, no. You've always been the host of locked on ducks. What are you talking about? (laughs) Nothing to see here. Yeah, Nothing to see you. I've always been the host of locked on Kings. Yeah. Totally normal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, he he is that good and that impressive in this series and in the season in the AHL that people are already like, how do we get him 
to the NHL. How do we how do we acquire this child? Yep. By the way, um, they did give him the second star. Of course, the media said Brad Malone has to be the first star because mm-hmm. he got the series winning goal. Mm-hmm. Like they have to give him that. That's fair. That's obvious. But yeah. everybody said second star. Oh, it's Do- like it was like oh, Dostal, Dostal. Like everybody said. He kind of should have been the first star. And if the goals would have mm-hmm. won, he would have been the first star over the goal, like the game-winning goal. Would have been yeah. him. But he got the second star in that game. 43 saves. Oh, my God. Poor kid. Yeah. And, of course, there is one team out there that is already wanting John Gibson. We've seen the memes. Uh, we alluded to this. There's one team that said, what can we do to pry John Gibson from the Ducks? And you know what team that is. We're going to talk about it after the ad break. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag. And I'm sure they're already going to have odds on betonline.ag on whether Connor McDavid will leave the Oilers or not. You are laughing. You know it's going to happen. The odds are amazing for this one, I bet. Oh, they are. I mean, they have baseball. They have basketball. They have regular playoff hockey. But the hot topic, will McDavid leave the Oilers after this season? I know it's going to come up. So go to betonline.ag right now and use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So for example, if you make your first deposit of $275, then you'll get a $137.50 bonus. <laughs> On your first deposit, why are you staring at me like that, Sarah? Why? Why? I I I talk hockey, not math. <laughs> I will always make the the weird math stuff around you because just just make it an even number. <laughs> I can't do that. So go to betonline.ag right now and use promo code Locked On to get a fifty percent welcome bonus. That is betonline.ag. Your trusted online sportsbook expert and the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Unless you're betting on whether McDavid's going to leave or not. Then go crazy. Say he stays. Who knows? (laughs) All right. Uh, We're going to play some music in a second. So we're going to come back and talk about the team that we've been alluding to because (laughs) we want to laugh. We want to laugh. So we'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On SoCal Hockey. I don't know why I did it like that, but I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I'm joined by the favorite frenemy of this podcast, Miss Sarah Avampado from Locked On Kings and Locked On NHL. Can we just skip all the all this stuff and go right to making fun of the team we're going to make fun of? Like, this is so... Let's get rid of the formalities and just just yes. dunk on, on a team. <laughs> Do you, do you want to start with the crap talking on the Edmonton Oilers who got swept last night as I was driving home? How exactly did they lose? Um, in like gajillion overtime <laughs> to the Winnipeg Jets. It was no three overtimes, I believe. Um, and 
just just brutal especially considering the game before that they lost where the Oilers had a lead and then like blew it in like the course of five minutes or something um just the hot takes right now on hockey world are amazing right now about the Oilers (laughs) what what is one of them that you liked um I mean, the inevitable when will Connor McDavid ask to leave Edmonton is just like that is the hot take. Yep. Um, and just lots of does he want out and, and lots of like video and camera like pictures just zooming in on like sad, depressed Connor McDavid. And I feel a little bad for him as like a human being. Because it does suck, and he probably is taking this very hard, and because that is the kind of kid he is. Um, but the Oilers is an entity. This is freaking hilarious. <laughs> it is very funny. Uh, there was something that we both have alluded to, since I do cover the Ducks. This is not the first time we've seen sad Connor McDavid. He made that exact same face almost four years ago to the day. Where I still can't believe this freaking happened where the Oilers let go three goals in a row against the Anaheim Ducks. The Oilers had a three-goal lead with five minutes left. Had, had, had. They had a lead. What the heck happened? One. They Oilers. That's what happened. Oh, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you used it as a verb. Yeah, Oilers. They Oilers. Yeah, blew that three-goal lead late. Blew another lead. Man, they've been blowing leads left and right. And just making Connor McDavid more and more depressed in the process. Because it was the just... same thing Same thing yesterday. The Oilers had a lead late in the game. They had it going into the third. We were like, okay, they're going to win one, right? Right? Yeah. 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 And then... And then they didn't. They had a lead till they didn't. Oh, it was even worse Sunday night. Oh, God. I'll just briefly say the Oilers had a three-goal lead late in the game. Sound familiar, Ducks fans? <laughs> and then Winnipeg scored three late goals in regulation. Uh, Perot, Wheeler, Morrissey, they scored late. Then they won in overtime. Same thing happened yesterday, folks. So the Oilers got swept. They got swept out of the playoffs Thank you, Kyle Connor, for injecting this content into our veins. We freaking love it. Sarah, what say you? Um Yes, it it is it has created topics for hockey people to talk about, like until the next series starts. Um for Kings fans, I should point out, uh, because there are several former Kings playing on the Jets, um, Again, remember, this was a triple overtime game, triple overtime. So keep that in mind as I give you these statistics. Um, Derek Forbert, former king, time on ice, 39 minutes, 46 seconds. Okay, that's not not bad for it. Like, that's the kind of what you would expect for a defenseman. Like, not the highest, but just about up there. Yeah. Um, In terms of forwards, Nate Thompson and Trevor Lewis are both on the Jets. Uh, Would you like to guess? Would you like to guess what their ice time was? For Trevor Lewis and Nate Thompson? Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, one of them was a former Duck as well? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I will give you the hint that they had about the same amount of ice time, so, like, one number will suffice. 
as your guess uh, for their ice time? Probably not much, like 15. Higher, lower? Trevor, Lu- Trevor Lewis had seven minutes and nine seconds Shut of up. ice time. <laughs> yes, Nate Thompson, seven minutes, 19 seconds. It's not even 15 I minutes don't, combined. Yes, I don't know what Paul Maurice was doing, but that's some serious bench shortening. And as a Trevor Lewis defender, <laughs> WTF, like, how no dare kidding. you, first of all? <laughs> okay, well, so what about what about the other side? Speaking of shortening benches. Yes, yeah, so um, let's, uh, let, well, first off, Connor McDavid uh, obviously led all of the forwards in terms of ice time, 45 minutes and 46 seconds. Oh. Uh, Dry Seidel was just, just about a minute below him. Um, but the real, and, and there's a, on that side, there's also a couple of players who played like nine minutes, like uh, Alex chase on like nine minutes, 28 seconds, couldn't crack 10 minutes in, in this game, uh, scored a goal and still could not, you know, get a lot of ice time. Uh, but the real interesting one to talk about here is Darnell Nurse because <laughs> this is bonkers. He played 62 minutes and 7 seconds. Oh my god. He like I think he's just shy of the record that Seth Jones set in that epic Blue Jackets Lightning 5 overtime game. How does that happen? Yes. And you would think 5 overtimes Three overtimes. Seth Jones played two more periods of hockey, and Darnell Nurse was still almost beating him or tying him or whatever <laughs> in in time on ice for a defenseman. Uh, he beat. The, I think the the previous record was held by Chris Pronger. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. 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 That is a gaudy stat. How does anyone play six? And they still lost. Yeah. And 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 the other thing is the next day. Darnell nurses, I don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend, but he is now a father. Like, his person gave birth the day after he played a gajillion <laughs> minutes of hockey. Like, and his team got eliminated, but now he has a new small person. I'm like, I, I can't handle that amount of change. Like, good for him. I bet he was real hella tired. I love that you use the phrase, the person who... Well, I don't know. I don't know if she's his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. I'm not going we, to put a label on it. We, we've got to investigate this. Like, who is this person that gave birth to his child? Like, the people want to know. We Google we, Darnell Nurse wife and see what happens. <laughs> live, live research, folks. As she's looking and shaking her head, and while she does that, I will talk about something else that fans are kind of going bonkers over. The goaltending. You're not going to survive on having certain goaltenders on your team. You're not going to survive having 49 year. I'm kidding. He's not actually that old. But you're not going to survive having 39-year-old Mike Smith as your primary goaltender. Look, it's not going to happen. You know, he's been okay in his career. He had a good couple stints with the Lightning. He was fine there. He was good with the Coyotes. I think that was his best seasons was with the Phoenix, now Arizona Coyotes. He was an all-star for crying out loud. Remember, he was an all-star with the Coyotes. He scored a goal. He scored a goal. It was amazing. Yeah, he scored a goal on the skills challenge from Mm -hmm. 200 feet down. You were there for that. I was there for that. 
in LA. It was the only time Kings fans would ever cheer for Mike Smith. Yep, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I said, "Wow, they're cheering for an Arizona goaltender." That never, yep. kind of like how the Ontario fans cheered for Anthony Stolarz in last year's AHL All Star game, but Stoli was bonkers in that All Star game. And then something happened when he got to Calgary. He's still kind of there, but you know he's obviously getting older. And now with Edmonton, you could tell he's slowing down even more. He's approaching 40. He's played a lot of games in his career. It might be time to hang him up soonish, but we'll see. Yeah. And like, interestingly, and I was talking about this on um, Locked on NHL with Tom Gazzola. We talked a little bit about the Oilers. Um, I didn't want to depress him too much by making him talk a lot about them uh, since that's the team he covers. But we were talking about Mike Smith and in general, he did have like a good season this year to the point where people were like surprised. Like he, it just I was. Mike Smith has been like the the laughing stock of of hockey goaltending because of some of these really really horrible goals that he has let in, or the butt goals, or whatever the butt goal. Um, and, and he really did kind of st- like step it up this season for the Oilers and certainly stole some games for them which feels incredibly weird to say about like 40 year old mike uh, uh mike smith but you know he's also still only one man and i wouldn't put at least this loss the the, the game four loss i wouldn't necessarily put that on him uh no, you know he, the, the, the problems go beyond him no he's but... not he's not tristan yari <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> oh that was so bad what i'm, I'm just the penguins are the Penguins are just going to disappoint me. They are. The, the Pittsburgh Jeff Carters are just... Oh, poor Jeff. And that that's our hilarious look around the NHL. Oh, um, so I alluded to this. So already Edmonton Oilers fans are talking about Mike Smith. He cannot survive for long. So that's where the rumors are coming in. Where Oilers fans are saying, what can we do to pry John Gibson away from the Ducks? I've already seen a lot of those, and he's been the number one goalie target out of all the tweets. Get John Gibson. Get John Gibson. What can we give up? What can we give up? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> like, what would it take for the Ducks to trade Gibson? Like, oh what God. kind of package would you want? I feel like this is probably a whole other show, and I've just opened a can of worms. This but is like... a Pandora's box. It really is, because <laughs> I could go on for this about 15 minutes. It would take a pretty hefty package to pry john gibson away from the ducks it really would you know what here's what i'm gonna do so sarah here's what i'm gonna do since you brought it up yes i'm writing this down as we speak this pen doesn't work i use the other one (laughs) what would it take (laughs) to get john gibson away i can't believe i'm writing this down from anaheim and this is going to be another topic for another day. If you want to come on for that and give some ideas, you know where we could do this the next time you come on. Because there is a crossover that we kind of skipped over the first round that we did last year. Didn't do it because we were busy in Tucson. We forgot about it. Predictions. I'm already being proven wrong. By some of them, I think we, we both are. We'll we'll yeah we'll, we'll talk about we'll that. elaborate later. Yeah, but um, so Sarah, we're going to do our predictions again this year. Sweet. So round two. The funny thing is, we both had the exact same predictions for round one. We just never recorded it. Can't wait to be wrong. Yep. Round round two is where we differed a lot. 
mm-hmm. and actually had like a slight argument about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that soon, and we'll bring up what would it take to get John Gibson away from the Anaheim Ducks because I wrote it down. Very excited to know. Please, someone take him away from the Ducks. Ow! Wow! Wow! Well, he's really good. He's really good, and I, I don't I don't want that. And enter the Lucas Dostal era for yeah. the Ducks. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I always enjoy having you come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Where can the fine folks find you online? Talk about your newsletter and talk about both the Kings show and the national show. Uh, sure. So you can find Locked on Kings at Locked on LA Kings on Twitter. Uh, Locked on NHL is, of course, Locked on NHL Pods on Twitter. Uh, I am hosting Mondays and Wednesdays on that show. But of course, you should tune in all week long for uh, all sorts of great NHL content. Um, both of those shows are obviously available wherever you get your podcasts. I have a slightly dormant but probably should make more feelings about it soon. Uh, King's newsletter at line to the throne dot substack dot com. Um, really, it's just going to be like a 2000 word essay on Jeff Carter probably will be my next thing. Uh, but I think that's all the stuff I do for now. For now. Cool. That, that, that's everything you do for now. Cool. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, you could find me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You could find the show's Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Um, where I talk about my feelings about Lucas Dostal. And I'll be posting some more pictures on there. So you should expect a lot of pictures of the youngsters over the next month or two. Because they're the Ducks' future. And as we both say, hey, let the kids play. Just let them play. Uh, you could find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. Not Homer's Odyssey, like O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y. No, no, no. Not that Odyssey. That was a really highbrow joke. But Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. There you go. I don't know why I talk like that but sarah thank you once again for coming on well, we broke him, guys we broke him yeah i'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm, I'm broken now so i will just finito this fun crossover that we always do for locked on anaheim ducks and locked on kings this is fun that was sarah avampado and i'm jason jd hernandez saying have a great rest of the day please be safe out there wear a mask Please, please be kind to one another and ducks and gulls fly together. That's communication.